Welcome to another episode of 2AHD, or not 2AHD, still on obstetrics. Congenital fetal anomalies. Tell me. Um, Tell me about Down syndrome. Um, Well, we mentioned it earlier. I'm going to start with a random thing. Yeah. But when you're scanning the heart, if you see an echogenic foci, you need to think to look for other things. Yeah. And what what is that echogenic focus? It's a little classification. Where? In the septum. No. Since something you asked me whether there's some in the right ventricle as well, and I didn't know. Overpinary muscles. Lovely. Uh, yes, that's one feature. Some other features of Down syndrome that you might see on a obstetric scan. A large head. Mm, yes, I think so. That's not written here, but keep going. Um, is there any more heart stuff? Yeah. Um, like AVSDs, PDAs. Um, yes. So more than half of the fetuses with Downs have congenital heart issues. Yeah. Most commonly an AV canal and a VSD. Okay. Uh, so defect. Yeah, exactly. So you've got a hole between your atria and a hole between your ventricles. Happy. Other features of Downs? Um, other features of Downs in this scanning. Um, femur length. Yes, short, lovely. Um, What's something that um, you might see, you'd hope to diagnose it prenatally, but postnatally you might see a double bubble. Double bubble, duodenal atresia? Duodenal atresia, yeah. Um, That's the most common intra-abdominal pathology associated with Downs. It's hard to see before 22 weeks. Fine. Yeah. Short female length, you told me. Um, tell me about the bowel. Echogenic? Yes. Um, tell me a bit more about that. You don't want it to be as echogenic as bones. You want it to be like iso to the liver. Yeah. If it's as bright as the iliac crest, that's bad news. It can mean many things. Tell me about some of those things. Uh, infections. Yeah, viral uh, infections. Viral infections, down. Uh... Cystic fibrosis, Cystic fibrosis, ischemia, lots of other things, lots trisomies, things. other trisomies, yeah, yeah. good. Uh, something in the head. head. The shape? No. No. It's choroid plexus cyst. Oh, okay. So it's not specific, yeah. and it's actually seen more with trisomy 18. Okay. Um, it's normal if in isolation, but again, makes you look harder for other abnormalities. Yeah. Um, tell me about the neck. Oh, um, thickness. So you can get two things. Yeah. You can get nuchal thickening. Yeah. You can also get that hypochoic. Yeah. Almost a fluid. Perfect. So nuchal translucency. Yeah. Translucency greater than three millimeters in the first trimester is suspicious mm-hmm. nuchal fold thickness so thickness greater than six millimeters in the second six. trimester three six. and six three and six um so thickness greater than six millimeters in the second trimester is non-specific and can also be seen with turners mm-hmm. um that's my downs fact um nuchal lucency tell me more about that generally when do we measure it early So it's measured between nine and 12 weeks, I guess your first scan. Yeah. Um, this is an anechoic area between the neck occiput and the skin, and it should be less than three millimetres. Yeah. Three millimetres 
or greater is associated with Downs and other chromosomal abnormalities. But positioning of the neck is critical to avoid false positives. Makes sense. sense. Um, Tell me about another congenital fetal anomaly. Anything you'd like. This is the one that I was telling you about that comes up in the episode. Okay. And it blows my mind. Right. Amniotic gland syndrome. Yeah. Essentially, you you get a weird malformation of your amniotic sac where you get bands, and those bands can wrap around limbs and cut off circulation, and essentially you get basic born with missing fingers or feet etc yeah so this is when the fetus has gone it's not stayed in the amniotic oh, cavity yes, it's, horrible. Yes. it's gone into, into the, the chorionic yes. exactly yeah. um so they get caught in the sticky fibrous scepter um okay. as you say you can get fingers that obviously the one to worry about is the decapitation oh, yeah. grim um the survivable ones yeah exactly and he says this is most likely to be shown in one of two ways one either an x-ray of a hand showing fingers amputated or a hand arm amputated with the the rest as normal or a fetal ultrasound with bands entangling the arms or legs of a fetus fine yeah tell me the episode yeah they cut them that's wild wild that's cool. That's really cool. Um, tell me about another congenital fetal anomaly. Take your pick. Oh, the, the, the head shakes. This is what I was saying earlier. I thought they were Down syndrome, but they're not. Okay. You can get lemon and banana. Yes. Tell me. Lemon shaped like lemon. Yeah. What's something that's indented? The occiput. Frontal bone. Oh shit. That's okay. Classically seen as a sign of. Chiari too. Yeah, and I think banana is the same because banana is because there's been that elongation around like the brainstem. Okay. And so the back of it's to do with like the back of the cerebellum. Yeah. It covers the brainstem. Yeah. It becomes banana shaped. Rather than the yeah. usual like indent. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So lemon sign is the appearance of an indented frontal bone, classically seen as a sign of Chiari too but you can see it in spina bifida. Um, You usually see this before 24 weeks. It often disappears after 24 weeks, which is weird. And the banana sign, exactly as you said, the way the cerebellum wraps around the brainstem as the result of the spinal cord tethering and downward migration of the posterior fossa looks like a banana because the cisterna magna is obliterated and the cerebellum looks like a banana. This is seen with Chiari 2 and Spina Bifida. Um, It says here, anterior curving of the cerebellar hemispheres with simultaneous obliteration of the cisterna magna is the banana sign. Supposedly, the idea is that you have a neural tube defect, which lets you leak CSF from that spinal defect. Once you leak enough, you get hypotension in the subarachnoid space with prolapse of the cerebellum into the foramen magnum, which makes sense. The other finding of spina bifida include small biparietal diameter and ventricular enlargement. Okay. That feels like just some random facts. Doesn't yeah. make that much sense, does no. it? Maybe it'll make more sense as we learn a bit more about it. Can you tell me about... Do you want to talk about hydrops? Tell me, what's that? It's um, 
essentially heart failure. What's the most common cause? Gestational. No. <laughs> Sadly not this time. This is one I always find so weird. Like, why hasn't evolution sorted yeah. this out? Um, the most common cause is from the resus sensitization from a prior oh, pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, I should know that. I'm resus negative. Are you? Yeah. Terrifying. Both, both my parents were, so it's fine. But it, my, both my mum's parents were, so it wasn't fine. Gosh. Yeah. How interesting. Mm. Um, so most common cause is probably resus sensitization from a prior pregnancy. Other causes include... Torch infections. Fucking love those. Love those. Turners. Twin related stuff, it says here. Oh, and alpha thalassemia is a classic one. Turners, widespread nipples. Is that widespread one? nipples. Short. Yeah. Web neck. Web neck. Yeah. And what was the last one? Thalassemia. Alpha thalassemia. Oh, yeah. Alpha thalassemia is like not survivable. That's when you have, I can't remember, but you, it goes well bad. Um, <laughs> So ultrasound diagnosis is made by the presence of two of the following. Effusion, ascites. Where? 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 effusion, abdominal ascites. Um, abdominal ascites actually isn't one of them. Oh, pericardial effusion. Yeah. And there's a third, subcutaneous edema. Yeah. Um, it's good you told me that because I would have definitely eaten four. And um, what did we say you can also get associated with this that isn't in the baby, but you would see on the scan? Should I say that one? Oh, associated with fetal hydrops that you would see in the scan. Thick and placenta. Oh. What's too thick? The placenta. Oh, what measurement? <laughs> More than four. Four centimetres, correct. Um, it's like a gin and tonic. It's like a gin and tonic. Less than one centimetre, more than four. It's not good. Um, a sneaky trick is to instead show you a thickened placenta, greater than four or five centimetres, and then like a pleural effusion or a pericardial effusion. And you do get ascites, but for some reason that's Again, not... Again, this is annoying. <laughs> that's what... <laughs> With the placental measurements, it's not saying when, but okay. Like if I get shown a scan and a thickened placenta, I'll be like, what stage is I presume at any stage more than five. Yeah, probably. Sorry, Dil. I don't know the answer to that. Perhaps Ritty will tell us when we come round to doing these. Ritty, very good. Um, <laughs> tell me about a choroplex assist. Can be normal. Yeah. Can be an indication of Downs. Or trisomy eighteen. Yes. Or Turner's and or Kleinfelter's. But it can be normal. Yeah. Other some other anomalies. You're on fire. Oh you can do it. Uh, give me a hint. Cleft lip. Yeah. Um, you can get cleft lip and cleft palate. Cleft Thank you. Worse. Thank you. Um, don't call this normal indent cleft lip. Fulcrum. Yeah. Fulcrum. Um. Yeah. Fine. Um. Thirty percent of the time. Oh, it's linked. To it's associated with. Down? chromosomal abnormalities and 80% of babies with cleft lips have cerebral palsy. Ah, that's the one I'm not done. Some interesting facts though, I didn't know that at all. Uh, some other anomalies, some other anomalies. Woo hoo hoo hoo, come on. Oh, we've got so many. Um, what about here? Knuckle. Oh, new guys. I was like, no, I'm not showing you my knuckles. <laughs> and 
you can get a cystic hygroma. Okay. And um, that's a complex cystic mass in the posterior neck uh, in the antenatal period. Fine. It's associated with turners and downs. Okay. Fine. Um, Knuckle stuff. <laughs> Nuckle. I know, sorry. Nuckle. <laughs> uh, tell me about if you were to see ventricular megaly. Yeah. What might Maybe be causing that? Communicating or non-communicating? Yes. Other things? You Why might, might the ventricles look big? Your dangling choroid. Um, your brain is small. Cerebral atrophy. Thank you. Um, it says here, obviously this is bad and frequently associated with anomalies. <laughs> Thanks very much. Um, things to know. What's the most common cause of non-communicating hydrocephalus in a neonate? Oh, so it's something blocking. Aqueductal something. Stenosis. Yeah, I'm so impressed. Um, if your ventricular atrium, where's your ventricular atrium, young lady? Oh, oh, oh. Don't tell me. I mean, naughty anatomy. So, mm, I don't know, above the Um, We tend to call it something different. Okay, well then. We call it I think we call it the trigone. Oh, so... Yeah, where yeah. all the bits of the lateral ventricles have come together, all the horns yeah. are together. That can also be called the ventricular atrium. Uh, when's it too big? Give me a measurement. <laughs> 10 millimetres. Okay. I mean, honestly, that's nonsense. Like, at what point? Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Um, and then, as you're about to tell me, you can get a dangling choroid. Tell me a measurement. Oh, from the medial wall... You, more than three millimetres? More than three millimetres! Smashing it. Um, tell me about what is the most common neural tube defect? And this is not what I would have guessed. Anencephaly. To no head. Oh, yes, and this is when above the level of the orbits there is nothing on the scan. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, Obviously not, compatible. not compatible with life, yeah. I was watching something about a woman that had had a baby with anencephaly and had chosen to, like, carry it to term. I saw that today, to donate the organs. Yeah, and, like, oh, just horrendous. But in fairness, you're probably saving quite a few lives. Oh, absolutely, but, like, what emotional toll does that take on you? Oh. Anyway, uh, tell me about pleural effusion in a neonate not good. What are you thinking about? In it, so they're already born? No. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean neonate. I meant um, well, fetus. It could be many things. It could be Yeah. So high drops is the thing. There are lots of different causes, it says, but you want to think about and rule out high drops. Um, so you want to remove, uh, like, look for pericardial effusions and ascites and subcutaneous edema. Um, oh, we're cooking on gas now. Tell me. <laughs> um, oh, here we've got, he says about double bubble. Ah, doing a treat, yeah. Yeah. Associated with downs. Yeah. You, um, he says this can be shown with antenatal ultrasound or MRI, even like, so you can see it before birth, the double bubble. Le double bubble. He said, but not normally before 12 weeks or something. Oh, heavens, hang on. One moment. Hard to see before 22 weeks. Thank you for remembering that. Very good. Um, tell me about 
congenital diaphragmatic hernias? Oh, well, badness. Because if you have one, essentially your bowel goes into your chest, your chest can't develop normally, so you can have a baby that can't breathe. Yes, correct. Um, which side are they mostly on? Left. Left, 85% are on the left. Um, high mortality, because it's associated with pulmonary hypoplasia, as you said. Um, by sort of definition, all those children will have a malrotation of their bowel. It's just like part of the deformity. Exactly, yeah. like it's in the wrong side. It hasn't yeah. squiggled around yeah. to the right place. Yeah. Um, and if they show it, it'll either be a newborn chest X-ray or a third trimester MRI with bowel in the wrong place. Yeah. Although, can I just clarify, do you know how we said about the malrotation? In normal kids, when you're looking for malrotation, what actually happens is it doesn't go high enough, does it? That um, it's not that it doesn't go high enough, it's that it doesn't cross the midline okay. in the right place. I think it's also... Um, so you're looking for, yeah. you look for it on the lateral view, yeah. you look for it to come into D1, yeah. come down D2, yeah. you don't see it in D3, and then you're looking for it to come up in D4. Yeah. Um, but actually the most important is the AP view, you want to see that, that C, like... Reversed S. Sort of that shape, cup yeah. shape. yeah of D2, D3, D4. Yeah. Um, and if it just goes like D2 and squiggles around, then you've got a malrotation. Yeah. Happy? Scary. Scary. Um, Were you, for interesting cases recently, someone showed us a really good case. I only like caught the second half because I was late, but really good. And actually, let's just talk about it. So if you do like your malro, patient study but actually this was a, in the, when they did the fluoro bit it was like a two day old or a few days old the contrast just didn't pass further than like the stomach it just wouldn't mm. so they were like what do they do so they just did an ultrasound and when they put the cut there was like something that looked a bit odd posterior to pancreas yeah and when they put colour dropper they had the classic swirling of the vessels around huh. the century that's cool very good um we seem to have spoken about this like four times okay, but an echogenic intracardiac focus oh, in the papillary muscle it's calcification in the papillary muscle usually in the left ventricle you see them all the time they don't mean much but they're seen at high rate in trisomy 21 12 percent and trisomy 13 so you're supposed to look for more features. Mm -hmm. If they ask you questions about this they will be testing one of two facts one it can be normal. 5%, um, so it can occur in the normal general population, around 5% have it. It occurs more often in Downs patients, around 12% of Downs patients have it. We'll move on. And um, what's an abnormal heart rate for a fetus? Too slow, so less than 120. 100. Uh, less than 100. And tacky is 180. More than 180. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Echogenic bowel, we've done a million yeah. times. I'm not doing that again. Sacrococcygeal teratoma. Oh, yeah. So this is funny because there's like types according to like how it lies. Yeah. Like if it like is like over the iliac crest or if it's like to one side. Uh, I think it's whether it's like internal or external to the pelvis. Okay, yeah. Or both. Or like half. Yeah. yeah. So um, this is the most common tumour of the fetus or infant. Yeah. These are solid or cystic masses, typically large and found either on prenatal imaging or at birth. Um, 
They can cause mass effects on the GI system. They can cause hip dislocation, nerve compression, causing incontinence. Mm -hmm. And the, the worrying thing is they can cause high output cardiac failure. Why is that? I guess they're big. Mass effects. Ma well, I don't think it's mass effect. I think it's like big uh, things without normal vasculature. So you've got big right. like cardiac oh, input. Um, the actual tumor is benign though, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, Additionally, they may have issues with premature delivery, dystocia, and hemorrhage of the tumour. Oh, God. Usually benign, 80%. Dystocia of the tumour? Right. No, dystocia of the baby. Oh, and then... Because it's so big. Yeah, 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 sorry. sorry. Yeah, um, so <laughs> these may cause issues with premature delivery, comma, dystocia, comma, hemorrhage of the yeah. tumour. <laughs> They're usually benign, 80%. Um, but if they present an older infant, they have a higher malignant potential. Yeah. Location of the mass is either external to the pelvis, which is about 50%, 47, it says here, internal to the pelvis, 9%, or dumbbells, both inside and outside, 34%. We've got three more anomalies. Yeah. Autosomal recessive polycystic kidney disease. Lots of cystic big kidneys. And what did we say if there's a problem with the kidneys? It's going to be a problem with, is it a female or not? No, that's not what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of on that imaging, you're doing your normal measurements. Oh, yeah. Head? No. Think about what do the kidneys... You need functioning kidneys mm -hmm. to get something. And functioning swallowing for the other way. Oh, yes. They're not working, so you're going to get oligohydramnios. Yes. Perfect. Additional details in the PEDS chapter. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. You're going too deep into it. <laughs> um, posterior urethral valves. Oh, yeah. So then your pee essentially can't go the right way. Urethral valves. Yeah. So you can't. Anyway. Classical look is bilateral. Bilateral Thank you. <laughs> On either fetal ultrasound, or third trimester MRI, or they're often diagnosed, I think, postnatally, yeah. most classically. Um, short femur. Related to Down syndrome. Yes, but it's non-specific. It makes you think of any skeletal dysplasia. Oh, yeah. My friend Eve is pregnant and her baby's got short legs, but she's really short and so is her husband. Oh. <laughs> she was like, mm, I think he might just be short. Uh, uh, fine. Time. 22. Yeah, stop there because this is like four pages. Okay. Because I'm kind of do that and this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye, 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 bye.